0: I'm gonna do my shot now. Um, yeah, cool. I'll uh, I'll take a big chug of wine. Okay. All right. Ching ching. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Revolting. Right. Should we begin? Are you ready? <laughs> oh, we're we starting. Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah.
1: Oh wait, hang on. So the rules are just don't mention any names. No yeah.
0: Rules. Yeah. That's pretty much the rules. okay great as well yeah okay i'll 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 begin welcome everyone to episode three of sex and sensibility it's here with your girl violet and my beautiful guest josh hi oh my god (laughs) did you want your name to be said in it by the way do you mind
1: i don't know actually i don't really know if i might i don't think i might
0: okay that's fine i mean josh is quite ambiguous
1: yeah it
0: could be anyone yeah um
1: i mentioned to my mum earlier that i was gonna do this and she literally was like oh send it to me when it's out and i was like "Mm, no
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) maybe not mother i feel like literally
1: my mum and dad are the only people i wouldn't want to hear
0: yeah yeah that's so true okay Mm -hmm. so let's get started um what was the best one night stand that you had (sighs)
1: <sighs> okay i've been thinking about this i think my favorite is uh in first year of uni i met up with this guy who lives i don't know which like between hove and brighton there's like a square of like stunningly beautiful giant houses
0: is it palmyra I square they're palmyra?
1: I think So they're like slightly yellow
0: brunswick <laughs>
1: Oh, uh, it might be. Oh, God, we should know this. <laughs> I know, I know. But, um, but yeah, he. I've made this decision several times in my life, which is to hook up with people based on the, their real estate. Um, and this was a time where, like, it all came together. Like, the house was stunning. The sex was amazing. And then he let me walk around his giant apartment for, like, hours wearing all of his, like, archived Theresa coats. Wow. And that was just great.
0: <laughs> wow that's amazing what about you? <laughs> um i'm i'm not too sure i feel like all of the one night stands that i've ever had have been quite um not shit like there were a lot of them were fine but i i can't feel like i've got one in particular that was like glows like
2: above the rest
0: yeah definitely um I mean, I I had, I had a, well, it was, this is the thing. I think this is a huge question. Like what really categorizes as a one night stand? Because I feel like a lot of one night stands that I've ended up having, I've ended up having sex with them again. Um, But if we're, if we're basing it off of that, um, then it was with this beautiful, beautiful model boy um, who I've, fancied for years during uni he used to live in brighton oh, but him. I, yeah him but I, I met up with him in london and yeah i it was one of those things where he was so beautiful that i just instantly came <laughs> 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 i was just like oh my god fuck oh my god, oh my god that's that's never happened to me has it not not
1: no i don't think i i've definitely been like i've seen people that are so beautiful that i'm like I like stop breathing a bit, mm. um, mm-hmm. but I don't think I've ever like come just from looking at someone. Maybe this is though, but there's a, I think there's a difference between the way that men and women operate in hookups.
0: Definitely, or
1: maybe it could be more specific the way gay men operate because that's my experience. Mm. Yeah, um, because it's really, really normal for me to sleep with someone and never see them again.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That, yeah I, more normal.
0: That, <laughs> that's quite a big thing in um gay culture, isn't it?
1: I think in gay male at least like mainstream gay male culture, yeah. whatever that means.
2: Yeah.
1: Um or at least mine, like I I don't actually I like definitely have like my gay friends are split in the middle on this one. Like there's some of them that like don't partake in it at all and there's some of them that are just like elbow deep in it. Yeah. Sometimes literally.
0: Interesting.
1: Um, but it's definitely like me and, you know, uh, my my best friend, my housemate, um, who will go by the name of Blank. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and him, like, we'll talk about it all the time. We'll go on Grindr together and like look at people in the neighborhood and if someone messages me, it's like ninety percent chance that they've already messaged Jack. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs>
1: you'll need to actually think that out.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll edit that bit out. Don't worry. <laughs> edit it out.
1: Edit it out. Um, <laughs> but um, but yeah, and there is like a culture of like like meeting people in your neighbourhood before you actually physically meet them.
0: Right. Okay. That's very and interesting. If you can't like
1: internet sex, if you can't like like. Sending nudes and, like, sexting people. If you count that as sex, then you, like, literally will, like, fuck people in your neighbourhood before meeting them.
0: <laughs> I mean, especially in Brighton, right?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, that was, like, oh, God. When I worked at Lush, like, maybe late at night I was horny and I just, like, messaged someone and we, like, sent each other nudes and then the next day I'd be at work and they would just, like, come in and buy a face mask.
0: Oh, God. That's quite awkward. Yeah, <laughs>
1: um sometimes i think de- it depends on mm. yeah yeah it was yeah it
0: fully was Like you've just <laughs> seen their dick like the night before <laughs> <laughs> love though love that but on that topic what what is the worst one night stand that you've had
1: um i'm gonna do <sighs> there's a couple <laughs> Um, but actually, I'm going to go for my most recent hookup, which is in Brighton at the end of summer, mm-hmm. um, when I was back there for a little while. And I did what I always do, which was go for the real estate. He had a beautiful, like, modern build, kind of brutalist building right on the seafront. Um, and as soon as I found out I lived in that building, I was like, yes, I'll come over and he like messaged me on Grinder the code for his building so I got to the building entered the code walked over the lobby into the um into the lift was wearing something ridiculous if I, if I remember like I think I was wearing like shorts and like a dressing gown or something I don't know I just remember looking at the reflection as being like these security cameras probably think I'm insane um <laughs> but I, I got to this apartment, knocked on the door he answered. He seemed okay at first, but like the apartment was not what I was expecting because mm. it was in the middle of a renovation and it was just like, it was like stuff everywhere. Okay. And like, it didn't have like flooring, like it was completely bare. And it literally looked. I mean, it wasn't. It didn't even really look habitable, basically. And mm-hmm. I was like, "This is a bit of a weird vibe." And then he had this like huge piano in one end of the room, and I was like, "Oh, here we go, talking point." So I started talking to him about this piano, and I was like, "Do you play it a lot? Do you make music?" And he was so like uh, like avoiding every single topic of conversation. I was like, "This is really awkward." <laughs> and then, and then, <laughs> and then, I asked if I could have a shower.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, why so not?
1: I got into the shower like he had really expensive shampoo so I was like okay maybe I'm back in um, and then I got out of the shower and he had this like row of um,
0: like Jesus figurines oh
1: outside God. the bathroom <laughs> yeah he had this like, row of like they were like <laughs> you know how like in movies you'd see like the quote unquote geeky kids would have like their Star Wars toys
0: like still in their wrapping yeah
1: It was like that, but it was like super Jesus. No, Various incarnations of, it was really weird. And then I walked into his bedroom and he just had like really weird, creepy porn on. What? Yeah, and I I asked him if he could turn it off. I was like, I don't really, I find it a bit distracting. Like, can we just like kiss? And then he just, he was just like, no, I need the porn. And I was like... Yeah,
0: I'm leaving. (laughs) Wow. So you didn't fuck him in the end? Um, Sorry? You didn't fuck him in the end?
1: No. I mean, we were both naked in bed. Yeah. And I just went, nah.
0: (laughs) Good for you. So maybe that doesn't count. (laughs) Yeah, good for you, though. Get out of that ASAP. That day, uh, a friend of ours
1: had, like, bestowed me the scarf, and I left the scarf in his room
0: no so
1: yeah really sad
0: (laughs) well i i guarantee that's now like it it sounds kind of like not satanist but like anti-satanist like he's he's like even though he's watching horrible porn like he's got jesus figures everywhere to make sure that he's not evil
1: (laughs) i imagined when (laughs) i left that he just like got down on some like really sharp rosary beads and I like, whipped himself as ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like getting into the elevator just being like what the fuck?
0: oh my god <laughs> literally um I think my worst one night stand was with a guy that I probably met I think it was in first year and he, he, I mean he was a bit odd anyway like I obviously knew that he was odd and he was very narcissistic but um, he literally we had sex and the sex was fine like it was alright not the best not the worst um, and then he just goes to me and says you know you would look so much better if you just put a little bit of weight on and I was like what <laughs> what <laughs> Like, what do you even say to that um, and then he goes on and he's like yeah have you, actually have you ever tried like contact lenses like I think they would look much better and I was like are you fucking kidding me like you've just put your dick in me and now you're like set telling me how I would look better like bitch I look fine like I'm beautiful that's what you should be telling me not you'd look better with contact lenses
1: That's, like, such a violation of trust. Right? I feel like you, like, build up a, like, level of understanding and trust. And that just, like, is, like, smacking it with a sledgehammer.
0: Yeah. Literally. I've
1: had the opposite of that. I've had a guy, like, we had sex. This is another really weird one. He had this, like, (laughs) he owned a building that had, like, lots of little mini flats in it. Mm -hmm. And he had come down to Brian to sell it, basically. So it was, like, the last day he had it. And I went to his house and we ended up just having sex in all the different rooms (laughs) across this like building that was like it was was so weird because it was like it was like very sterile and clean and had like barely any furniture in it I think he was turning it into some big like student house thing yeah um but I think it was a and b at one point um anyway and in the morning um we woke up and he was just like he made a comment, and he was just like, oh, uh, have you gained or lost weight recently? And I was like, oh, I've lost a bit. He's like, you need to start going to the gym to like <gasps> fill out all your skin and stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm
0: gonna go home. He didn't. How he did. rude. I Fucking know. rude. People are rude. The <laughs> audacity. Like, where does this yeah. audacity come from? Wow. I think this
1: is kind of the gamble that you take, like, having sex with a stranger. Yeah. Is that, they may be an asshole. I think that's the only way that I can re- reconcile it is that I will basically say to myself, like, this person might be the worst person ever. Mm. And I just have to accept that. <laughs> so maybe
0: yeah. I, shouldn't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, so, going off from that, what do you think makes a good one night stand? I would
1: say probably like an awareness or an understanding or like uh like I think you have to be quite honest yeah. with yourself so you have to be honest with yourself and be realistic about what you're expecting um and not put too much pressure on the other person and kind of hope they won't put too much pressure on you basically
0: yeah definitely
1: I don't know if that makes sense but I think there has to be a kind of like You can't go into it with the assumption that this person is going to be your person forever.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, it's, it sounds bad and, like, transactional, but it is, like, it could be a very beautiful, intimate thing, but it's only meant to last an evening. Definitely. I think sometimes, and I've made this mistake before of, like, trying to stretch that out, and it never works.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes there is a little bit of an expectation that potentially and I think maybe this is just very like fantasistic of me, but the expectation that, you know, maybe he's the one or, you know, maybe this will go on, like carry on further or something will happen. But I feel like it definitely comes down to that awareness and also just, again, communication. You know, like yeah, fully. if you if you want if you like something a certain way, you've got to tell that to that person because they're not going to get it off off straight off the bat. They're just going to do it how they like it. Um, yeah. So you've got to be kind of, I guess, mature um, and just well, brave. Yeah. Well, it's it's a very brave move, isn't it, to do that?
1: Yeah. You have to be really brave. And you have to be really honest about what you want from it.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm. Um. But this is another thing that I was thinking about as well um, while I was having dinner um, was how different it is for, for for gay men in terms of like using grinder and stuff because the expectations and everything is so clear from the get go. Like it's very rare that I'll hook up with someone and not already know what they like, whether they're a top or a bottom or, mm. you know, or, or what their kinks are. Like I kind of usually, I'm already equipped with all that knowledge before I even like actually meet them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So definitely. that's
1: sometimes I find it really strange when you like meet someone organically and you, <laughs> you are top or bottom. I don't know. It just feels weird to ask in the same way that people would do on uh, on Grinder.
0: Yeah, I f- I feel like it, it's it's quite different for heterosex. Um, because i guess like if you're meeting someone in a club or you're meeting someone on tinder like i don't feel like that's really established um and i I don't really know why that is isn't established um because it would make life so much easier for both parties um but it's just kind of one of those hidden things where you just don't talk about it you you just let it happen um but maybe that's the kind of uh, oh, what's the word um the oh, it's not simple nature of it but the uh, what's it called when it when a like it's quite um not childlike because that makes it feel weird <laughs> <laughs> um do you know what i mean like um i think
1: so kind of like the sort of obvious nature of it of like the, expectat- the expectations. I don't
0: know. What yeah. to say? <laughs> I know. I, know. I, I can't think of the word for it. Um, na- like naivety almost. Um, mm. I don't know. I, I can't think of the word. But I guess you know what you're going to get as well. Because you're just going to yeah. have a cock rammed in you. And <laughs> if, if they put the cock in well, then... You can get off on it. If they don't put the cock in well, then you're not going to get off on it. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, I suppose you're you're sort of expected to have less options.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Which isn't necessarily true, like, because there are heterosexual men that enjoy having their butt played with. Yeah. And there are girls that like to, heterosexual girls, well, I'm lesbians, just people in general that like to have strap-ons, so. Yeah,
0: yeah. But I feel like
1: I can't imagine the kind of um the dialogue happening in the same way.
0: No. I mean you wouldn't just whip it out, would you? No. <laughs> on the first night. You wouldn't you wouldn't whip it out.
1: <laughs> imagine if you're at a club and someone just like whipped out their like strap on.
0: <laughs> I would love that. Would
1: I you? I would love it.
0: Yes. Yes,
1: I think it would be. I mean, it would be so
0: much fun. I mean, I mean, it would be, wouldn't it? Right. Um,
1: like if it's a really boring party and someone just like randomly got one out, I'd just be like, "Yay,
0: excitement!" <laughs> actually, when I was younger, I think I must have been like fifteen or sixteen. I went round to, um, to someone's house and they were having a house party, and um, during that house party. <laughs> The owner, I didn't know, I didn't really know the owner of the house, but the owner's, like, the mum of the house, she she got her box of toys out <sighs> and started showing everyone. And everyone was just like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> we were, oh like, God, 15. Now I would love it. She, I mean, she
1: wasn't, like, using
0: them, was she? No, Maybe. no. She just got no, them out. she was, out. Just
1: like, demonstrating them.
0: Not no, she wasn't demonstrating them. She was just showing everyone what she had in her box of toys. Um, Oh,
1: I meant yeah. That's what I meant. I meant like she was like pulling them out of the box and being like, "Oh, look at this one." Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Wow. I know, but as a fifteen-year-old girl, quite traumatizing.
1: (laughs) I can imagine, but also kind of, kind of cool. I mean, to be like that, sex positive.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at me now, Hun Bun. I mean, what am I doing now? You know. I would I would absolutely love it now.
1: Was like, maybe that moment like made you.
0: Maybe it did. <laughs> maybe it did. Um next question then. Uh what would you say if someone was trying something that you're uncomfortable with doing? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm not but, Yeah. Go on. Yeah,
1: I think I think no
0: no is a powerful word. Yeah. Um I, I do think that I inherently have a privilege, though, when it comes to uh, the word no.
1: Mm. I think people, I mean, I'm a big guy. I've got, like, a big frame behind me. Like, if I don't want to do something, I don't know. Not. I don't know. I mean, <laughs>
0: I, in the, I'm it now. In, in the <laughs> past, because um, I, I hadn't ever done butt stuff before and um this guy I was sleeping with at the time he he just presumed and tried to put a finger up my ass and I I slapped him because I was I I didn't I didn't want it and I felt so like I felt you know a bit a bit strange that he he would just presume that maybe I I wanted that um so I slapped him also (laughs)
1: also like that is not a finger at the bum is not something that can just happen very quickly. No, there right, needs to be there needs to be preparation put into that.
0: Yeah, I, what does he expect? <laughs>
1: and I feel like, that's rude. It was
0: I mean, it's rude. All the news. Um, but I think I think go on.
1: But like, did he not? Did he not say anything? Like, did he just do it?
0: Yeah, he just did it. Ugh, I know. I, hate that. I know. But I think saying saying no and having the confidence to stand up for yourself, but also a- allowing yourself to be angry in that situation and say, no, yeah. I don't want that. You have every single right to feel the way that you do if, if someone's crossed the line. Um, and yeah. you should make that well and truly clear because the next time that that person tries it with someone else, it, you know, it, it might stop them from or, like, think – stop them and think them from doing it again Um, because these
1: boys are like raised to believe that sex is centred on them right? Yeah. I guess it's like they don't think about ugh, sorry
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) like
1: really really, um, angry Um, but I guess it's just the expectation that like if they want to try something obviously the other person will just try it
0: yeah yeah Definitely. As opposed
1: to it
0: being like a dialogue. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's move on to the next question. Um, is going and having a one night stand satisfactory to having a wank? Uh, I hope I read that question right because.
1: Like you mean as satisfactory? Yeah, sorry, I'm
0: quite drunk now. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh...
1: I honestly think that it's like a coin toss. Like a, a coin toss. Yeah. Like sometimes, uh, sometimes I'll leave and I'll be like in my long black coat, like listening to FK Twigs, like having a cigarette, walking down the road, being like, ha, 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 ha. Um, and sometimes I'll get into a taxi. And I'll just be like, why didn't I just eat ice cream?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so I don't know. It's the gamble. It's the risk.
0: It is. It is a gamble, isn't it? um yeah. I, f- I feel like with a one night stand you kind if you stay over and in the morning you kind you leave early in the morning you kind of have this like feeling of like not smugness but you're a little bit like i had a one night stand last <laughs> night and you you kind of like <laughs> big yourself up for doing it whereas when you have a wank like you just have a wank and then the next day you have another wank it's not like that kind of like smug feeling you get that you've you've managed to get laid <laughs>
1: See, I was never, I very rarely stay over at people's houses.
0: Do you? You, Yeah.
1: It's happened like a handful of times.
0: Mm.
1: Like with people I'm dating, but one night stands, I'm usually like,
0: I go now. I was going to say, do you think that's the key, like almost the key to success with one night stands to, um, to not stay over at that person's house, to just go home that night?
1: I think so, but I think it really depends on the on the person, like if I, it's not that like if I'm there and I'm like oh god I really want to stay but I have to go because of my rule or whatever, like if I want to stay I'll stay, I just find that I just would really rather just sleep in my own bed.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It really comes down to that, like I find it really hard to sleep in beds so that I'm not used to, <laughs> so yeah. it's just like it would just be me lying there awake while someone else sleeps, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I think the the most (laughs) do you know what I absolutely love that I think how I was mentioning like the smugness of it I think yeah um when I mean you know use condoms everyone but whenever I've used not used a condom in the past and they've come in me and you wake up the next morning and you're on your walk back home (laughs) and the cum falls out of you (laughs) quite a celebratory feeling like yes i i've got his cum dripping down my legs <laughs> wow i i've never thought about that but i kind of love it i'm gonna have to try that now yeah you have to try it it's something maybe, else
1: maybe i'll uh i intentionally say oh no never mind Corona."
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why there's just like a proudness to it I don't know if the other women who like listen to this. Lap. Yeah.
1: Like a relay race.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know why. It's just like quite satisfactory. Um, wow. But obviously, I love that bit of knowledge. Yeah. But obviously if you, if you use, uh, you know, if you're unprotected, make sure you go get the pill, everyone. That's just a side note. Get the pill. And get tested. And get tested, darling. Yes. That's very important. We we have some fun times getting tested. Oh, yeah, we have, actually. <laughs> I remember that one time we were just waiting in this, like, I don't know. It was, what, I don't even know. It was like a specialised um, testing centre, wasn't it? No, we've, we've been quite uh, a few times together. I think
1: we've been twice, two or three. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I
0: think, well,
1: so I got one recently. Um, in in the post um, from Sheffield Sexual Health Clinic Um, and my housemate who's like uh, she's doing a master's in nursing (laughs) like administered most of the uh, tests i.e like the throat swab thing and then like getting the blood out of my fingers and I just I have such an awful time like letting blood go
2: oh
1: my body is just holding on to it <laughs> like every time i go to get tested i have to like tell the nurses to go straight into the back of my hand i just go I go straight to the back of the hand and they go why it's painful there and i go it's like the only place you'll get blood because every time they do it in my arm the veins like jump out of the way if they actually get into the vein it'll just like not bleed <laughs> it's just a nightmare so i'm like Traumatizer going to get tested because every time I do, I get like stabbed at least five times.
0: Oh no, yeah, that, that's more traumatizing yeah. to be honest. Yeah, it's awful, yeah, it's <laughs> but awful. completely worth it. So. Yeah, definitely. Why do you believe there is such a stigma for women to have a one night stand, but for males, it's seen as a gem in the crown? <sighs>
1: um, I mean, it's totally true.
2: I think, from from what I've seen.
1: Um, I mean, it's it's such a huge topic, isn't it? You get into, essentially, I think it comes back, I don't know, this is my understanding of it, but I think it somehow comes back to this idea of virginity. Right. And, like, quote-unquote, purity. Yeah. Um, And this idea that, like, men are meant to go, like, spread their seed. Yeah. Um, and I think that there's, like, a culturally reinforced um, expectation there. Mm. And I think that it's a very relatively recent thing to have um, women in, like, powerful uh, positions in sex. Like, or, or women having like autonomy over their bodies at the very least. Yeah. And so I guess there's still this, like, kind of catch-up in this idea that... Oh, I don't know. I think I'm going on a tangent. But I think it basically comes back to this idea that uh, women are expected to be pure and virginal and that isn't really part of men in the same way. So I think when it comes to hookups, it's like the man scores and the women loses. Yeah. It's like the, it's the like, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily as, as true anymore. I don't know. I mean, is that, I think I'd like to bounce that question back
0: at you. I mean, I remember us having a conversation once about the, I think it's called the epitomology of the word vagina. Mm. Um, And that originates. The etymology. Yeah. The etymology. (sighs) Yeah, that's that's the one um, of the word vagina and it meaning um, the, a sword in its case, right? Yeah, sword sheath. Yeah, so the sword goes into into the case, um, and I mean, I mean, even just the or- origins of that word is is problematic. Yeah um because it, it again it kind of says this you know the man scores and the woman doesn't but it, yeah. it's quite interesting because you know uh, obviously a man can come you know multiple times in a night if if he wants to but but yeah. women can come you know if if you know if the person is right for them a lot um and i feel yeah. like it's this kind of tie between what man what man has and what woman has and women can actually, you know, have a lot more pleasure than a man if she wants to. Um. So I, I kind of feel like there's this kind of not jealousy, um, but this kind of, uh, FOMO. Yeah the the FOMO of of what a woman can have instead of a man. Um, yeah. And that's and that's so problematic. Um, because it you know if. In today's day and age, you know, I, I expect when I have a one night stand or whether I have a sexual partner or whatever, to give me the most pleasure that they possibly can. Um, as they should. As as they should exactly. Um, but you know, some men can't can't comprehend with that because they want their own pleasure, and it. it, it yeah. I feel like it's a power thing, to be honest. <laughs>
1: I think that's what I was trying to get to with this kind of like, this like virginal thing of this like, have you seen, um have you seen, um oh fuck, what's it called? The Sofia Coppola film, The Virgin Suicides.
0: No, I haven't.
1: So oh, I'm excited for you because you need to watch that film. It's so good. Um. But there's a scene in it where Kirsten danced um, wearing a uh, like a lacy white kind of chiffon gown, um, loses her virginity to a boy in school, like in the baseball arena or something. Yeah. Oh, I don't know where it is, but basically like a big grassy field. And there's a scene where she wakes up in the morning and he's like disappeared. And he um, through uh, like later on in the film, like essentially starts bragging about this kind of hookup. But her perspective in the film is that she's just kind of locked away by her mum and like shamed for for losing her virginity basically. Mm. Um, and I think I think I think about that in terms of like the way that the attitudes are different of like, you know, a woman has sex and she loses something. Yeah. It's like the the kind of narrative.
2: Yeah. And then
1: the man gains something. Yeah. Um, but that seems, I don't know, I mean, my understanding of heterosexual uh, relationships and, and sex and stuff is purely from what other people told me. Yeah. <laughs> so, and from films. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I really do, that narrative does run prevalent. Um, you see it a lot. Yeah. Um, and I wonder how much it's changing, because you know, I've been watching this show about, like, the uh, sexual revolution. Mm. Um, and it really was this, like, changing time in the 70s of, like, you know, women taking control of their, their bodies, their vaginas, and their orgasms, basically. Yeah. Uh, in a way that at least wasn't publicly discussed or, or witnessed or perceived before. Mm. And we're kind of living in a post that world i don't think we're i mean it would be stupid to say that we're in like a world where women are sexually equal to men but you know i do feel like you know my friends are girls are very sexually confident sexually um literate and they understand their bodies and they own their bodies um And I was just thinking, like, how weird it would be if I was transported back to, like, the 60s and none of my friends
0: Mm. that
1: were girls would have that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: How weird would that be? And how lucky we are,
0: you know? Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, Not to say that we've got it good enough. But, you know, anyway, sorry, I'm definitely rambling
0: now. No, no, (laughs) Go ahead. Um, It's quite interesting because I I had a conversation with my mum recently um mm-hmm. and she, she i mean i mean she was quite a sexually deviant woman for her time um but oh, that yeah. but that all stemmed from um her mother or my grandmother n- not being <clears throat> um approved of that um so she kind of rebelled against the norm of of sex and that <clears throat> sort of stuff but it actually you know when we go into the family history my grandma, she she actually fell in love with a boy when she was nineteen. Um, had you know numerous amount of sex with him, which obviously was so against that time um, for unmarried sex and premarital sex. And she ended up having a baby with him, but that didn't come out until sixty, you know, sixty so years later. Um, was that yeah, it was completely hidden. Um, it's crazy, and I just find that absolutely interesting. But what happened in the end between that relationship between him and her was that he got her pregnant, and because he was with the army at that time, he uh, he told his boss, and he stationed him far like as far as possible away. And I just think that's so <sighs> sad, um, you know, for that time because she obviously fell in love with him. It was young love, you yeah. know it could have been, it could have been all that, but because of the time, it, it wasn't acceptable. Um, yeah. and she ended up having to have the baby, you know, uh, miles away because she, um, she would have got the backlash of, from the community of, you know, where did this baby come from? You know, like have to, go to hiding. yeah, she did. She did. And I find that absolutely wow. amazing and bizarre because that, that's, just not what we do now we accept that no. we're pregnant and we have the baby and we love it um but you know for... or, or, or you don't or, or, or you you... Know, and that's fine you... yeah we yeah. it's so much more accepting now um, yeah for what you want to do we really
1: are so lucky
0: yeah we are we are we live in a lucky I guess world. We're sort of...
1: something that I was thinking just then was that you know you're talking about your mum and was like rebelling against kind of, I suppose, her parents, but also more her, like, society, essentially, mm. that was limiting her sexuality, and I guess now what's interesting is that they sort of, the next generation arms so like, me and you from our parents, who kind of grew up during the sexual revolution, or sort of came, in, came to, uh, not to power, but, like, you know, grew up in that time, um have kind of passed that on in a way and then Mm. you have this new wave of kids I mean we're not kids anymore but like young people essentially who have so much more knowledge about their bodies and about Mm. their sex lives than than previous generations not that any of it came from school I was thinking the day how awful sex ed was
0: (laughs) yeah I know right
1: but I guess the internet the internet has to have a part in this because you know, I can find out so much information on the internet about sex yeah. and did when I was younger.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We live in such a more accessible world now.
1: Yeah. I mean, obviously there's like a privilege to it. Like obviously we're Westerners with with laptops um, Yeah, and that isn't true for the whole world, but like if we look at it purely from like, you know, the UK and the Western world, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely definitely yeah um and that leads us on to our next question really um which says what does a one night stand now mean in a society that sees attachment as a negative and promotes a culture of excess and having multiple partners (laughs) Mm, i know good question
1: Um, i'm going to have to wrap my um bottle of wine riddled brain around that one um I think um I suppose the inverse of what we were just talking about about that accessibility it also in a way becomes a um a trap I suppose the excess of not like sexual health knowledge but just like just the awareness of how much sex is happening
0: yeah yeah
1: I was, I was actually reading um, a Douglas Coupland book the other day, and it was just like a book of like his, like, he has these little slogans about 20th century culture, and one of them is, um, uh, was said something like, straight guys are now having the amount of sex that gay men were meant to be having in the 70s. Mm.
2: Um,
1: and I think that's obviously a reference to sort of the Tinder thing. Mm-hmm. Um... So, I think the internet plays into this one again in terms of, obviously, like, unless they have, like, an OnlyFans situation, you're not, not, like, seeing them having sex, but, like, you're kind of, like, aware of it sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially, like, there are so many, I, like, all the time get followed by
1: these, like, Russian, Russian guys who have, like, (laughs) the most, like, foddy photos ever. Like,
2: (laughs) just,
1: like, (laughs) just, like, them at the gym wearing nothing but like tiny tiny little like workout shorts and, like <laughs> my, my dick out but like I don't know I'm definitely gone off beast I and mean, you might have to repeat the
0: question again <laughs> um I mean I, it's quite a hard one to grasp because it's quite long but what does a one night stand now mean in a society that sees attachment as a negative and promotes a culture of excess and having multiple partners i mean do you know what What yeah do you know what (laughs) fuck it if you if you want to have multiple partners have multiple partners and i feel like you know watching i guess my mum's kind of era and kind of having that you know when when you have one one partner you're then married to them you know fuck (sighs) it you know you're young um have have lots of sex, you know. Explore yourself, explore your body. Know what you like. Know what you don't like, um, and you know, just just feel feel your way through life. Um, I mean, I don't really see myself as a forty year old woman having sex uh, with multiple partners, but you know, while I'm beautiful, while I'm young, fuck it, you know, do it, do it.
1: Uh, you could be four years old and be having the best sex of your life with like multiple lovers oh
0: or you could be that that's absolutely fine you do what you want to do um but don't limit I mean, you yourself to
2: that at the end of the day yeah obviously.
0: yeah just just don't limit yourself um that's you know yeah, why
1: would you limit yourself that is the question yeah because because hooking up with like strangers. Oh, no, maybe not strangers, but, like, having, like, casual sex and stuff um, is literally, like, an unlimited, like, potential. Like, you could meet anyone and do anything yeah. um, that you desire to. Um, but it comes back to this, like, it's like I was saying before about this, like, virginal waiting for marriage thing. But mm. this kind of, like, um, this idea of pureness, of, like, you know, this, Woman or man hasn't slept with that many people. They save themselves for the one, and it's like I just don't. Maybe we're not. Maybe we're not naive enough to believe in the one in the same way. Like I've been rewatching Sex in the City, um, which is aged in a very strange way, mm. and the, the character of Charlotte is just like constantly obsessed with getting married. And I just, I, I was thinking about it, and I was like, I don't think I have any friends that speak in that same way like I don't think that that character exists in my life like I know a lot of people that are like Samantha and Carrie and Miranda but like no one that has that kind of like that longing for this kind of like pure version of love or or this like idea that it's you know wrapped in white silk and yeah clinical kind of thing yeah. but then again I'm very left-wing I've like lived in Sheffield and Brighton, so I'm not necessarily like maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't speak to the average person and it's not to say that there's something wrong with that as well I guess because you know uh, do what you want but I just feel like I feel like for me personally I'd be so disappointed if I like saved my virginity and got married to someone and then lost my virginity. And then just thought like, my God, like who else is out there?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And
1: also I think maybe the the idea that like you get everything from one person is like, that—is just too much pressure. Yeah. Like you can't, I don't know. I think it's completely fine to have like different relationships for different reasons.
0: Definitely. I mean, I've seen, I've seen people, um, you know, people that I know, they've been in relationships for four years, you know, ever since they were 16 or something like that. And their, their sex did evolve. Um, yeah, yeah, I think their sex did evolve and they explored a lot of things because they were so comfortable with each other that they could. Um, but for someone like me, who hasn't ever been in a relationship for longer than, you know, 10 or 11 months... I think for me, it it was very important to try different people and see what I like. And, you know, I think, yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't had perhaps the most explorative of sex, unlike those people, but I, (laughs) uh, I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've heard a lot of stories, what they've said, but. You know, I I haven't I haven't tried a lot of things because I haven't been comfortable um with that person enough to try those things. But now that I've gotten older, I, I feel like I, I want to and, and there's room for me to. Um and I feel more comfortable within myself to then go ahead and do that. Um which I just think is a fascinating thing within within itself. Um you know, we we talk about how you know people are vanilla or you know haven't haven't tried a lot of stuff, but you know if you want to be vanilla, you be vanilla. But if you want to go ahead and you know try anal, try BDSM, fucking do it once and see if it if you get off on it. I I don't feel like there you should limit yourself to that.
1: Um, no, I think that's sort of like the that's the kind of the sad part is when, when people limit themselves.
0: Yeah. Sexually. Yeah. Like, like there are people on Grindr who will message me and they'll be like, I only do this Yeah. I only do this and I only do this and I won't do that.
1: And it's like the most bizarre kind of, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've definitely moved away from this kind of like thing on, on, on like dating apps. For gay men at least, where it's kind of like everything's really upfront because I actually sometimes it's nice to just figure it out in person yeah. and like kind of see where things go. Because I've had to like hookups where like someone's messaging me being like, um, Oh yeah, I really wanna I really wanna top and I'll be like, Okay, fine, I'll bottom and then I'll get there and it's like I'm like, No, you you just wanna get fucked. Yeah. And I'll completely like the, the script will, will flip. Yeah. Um so I start thinking like, what's the point?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's
1: the point of like putting so much stock into it and seeing what happens. Yeah. but I think it it took me a while to get to the point where um, I could be honest with myself about what I really wanted.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, let's move on to the next question. Uh, so, do you find it awkward the next day? I don't know. You see,
1: uh, I guess you just see so much. Not obviously, uh, there's porn everywhere, but like the implications of it are everywhere.
0: Mm. yeah
1: not just in pornography but like if you look at someone's instagram page you can kind of know because i'm gone
0: yeah you, you you've you <laughs> scooted out of there <laughs> <laughs> i've definitely i've definitely sometimes had like a bit of a, a regret moment yeah um where
1: i've been a bit like oh
0: i really wish i hadn't done that last night yeah um but
1: never, never to the point where, like, I genuinely wish it hadn't happened. Like, it's all, like, a learning experience. And I guess sometimes you're just learning what you don't like. And like I said, it's, like, it's a gamble. It's a gambling game. Like, sometimes you just don't feel anything. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, yeah, my housemate, um, who I'm going to try really hard to call, Blank, um, we often just call each other after we have a hookup. Yeah. <laughs> have, like, a little, uh, a little check-in um <laughs> yeah to, to see how it went how i was feeling about
0: it but yeah what about you um i mean there's been one occasion where i felt so awkward um and i i just wanted him to leave um Ugh. and I, I i did it did feel very awkward um and i i just didn't really know what to say i didn't really want to have breakfast with him i didn't really want to have a cup of tea or coffee i just wanted him to go and i and i was quite horrible to him and i i do feel quite bad about it um but were you horrible or were you
1: just like asserting a
0: boundary i think i was asserting a boundary um yeah he, which i don't
1: think is horrible no i think maybe if you were like if you were like I fucking hate you. Never speak to me ever again. You were an awful, awful, and bad Blair. Yeah. Maybe that would have been a bit mean, but if you're just like literally just saying, "Listen, I'm going to live my life and I don't want you in it."
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it made it a lot worse that the sex was shit, um, and I didn't yeah. enjoy the sex. I think that that was the if I think if we if we had good sex, then I would have been like, yeah, like stay. Um, I really like you, but I I I just got. I mean, I was really coked up the night before, (laughs) which I don't (laughs) think helped because I was really horny. And then I woke up thinking, oh, God, what have I done? Um, What have I done? Oh, yeah. What have I done? Um, But I have, I mean, I don't know. I think it is a borderline between a boundary and emotional detachment for me um
1: oh yeah like disassociating yes yeah exactly yeah. i mean i've definitely
0: done that before yeah to be fair because i i had him like there was another time where we i mean we had good sex but the next day he was like oh you know do you want to grab a coffee and i said no i, I don't um and uh, i mean I, I felt quite rude saying it but i wasn't in the correct mindset to go ahead with that um at the time
1: i don't i don't think that sounds rude i think literally you were just asserting a boundary and just saying that is your limit that's the the extent at which you're willing to take that relationship and that's completely fine yeah yeah i don't think there's anything i think that is a part of the territory like you're going to be in situations where like the the relationship because it is a relationship. It may not be an important one, but it is a form of relationship, like a hookup. And I think, like, it has its natural endpoint. And if you get there before the other person, as long mm-hmm. as you're not, like, obviously everyone will be nice to each other. But like, but, like, I don't think you have any uh, duty to, like, fluff their ego or make them feel great about themselves. Like, obviously you should, like, try and make every, everyone you sleep with should. <laughs> hopefully leave feeling some form of good but it's also not like your job to like force yourself into a situation or force it to be something you're not willing for it to be
0: yeah definitely definitely um let's move on to the next question which is it's quite it's quite a good one the weirdest place you've picked up a one night stand
1: (sighs) the weirdest place
0: (laughs) (laughs) do you know what should i say mine first
1: yeah yeah go
0: on um so the weirdest place is probably um well i fucked my next door neighbor (laughs) Ah, just like walking out your front door (laughs) (laughs) i mean it didn't it didn't start off like that but i had my eye on him for a bit um and then, like, I came round to their house and I was like, do you want to fuck? <laughs> ah, love it. And we did. But I just think that's kind of hot. Like, fucking your next door neighbour is hot, right? <laughs> yeah, it's hot. There's a kink to I, that. To me,
1: to me, it freaks me out because I'm like, oh my god, I'll have to see them again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but he, kind of- he's super cute, though.
1: Well, because you remember when I was kind of seeing Blank, yeah, boy, um, he lived across the road. So I remember that was weird because that was such like a weird, like heightened thing on my part. But um, like I take responsibility for it. But um, it's like I'd be in the kitchen. I would just like look across the road and then like there he would be. Ooh. And that for me, I was like, I was like, I'm never doing this ever again. Like,
0: yeah.
1: everyone that I sleep with has to be, like, at least, like, five blocks away.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that is fair.
1: i kind of to think my weirdest... Well, I've, I've been cruising. Have you? Yeah. When I was... Um, I actually went in Sheffield once. It was shit. I didn't actually hook up with anyone. I was just like kind of curious but i was in vancouver back home a couple summers ago i think maybe like three years ago and uh like a 10 block walk from my parents house is the is false creek and there's a forest area there And um, one evening i was just like really bored and really horny and i was like you know what i'm just gonna go and see what happens and i met this guy who hmm. I kind of made out with him and then he started to blow me and then I actually just completely lost interest in him <laughs> and then this guy kind of like it was actually like through through the woods this like man arrived um
2: through the woods his Louis.
1: <laughs> yeah like we we're, were in this wooded area and like this, literally it was like film there was like a patch of life, and I just saw his face appear and um, his name was, was Louis, and he literally was, like, like I think he was from Montreal. He had, like, a slightly French-Canadian accent, and he literally looked like a lumberjack. And that probably sounds normal because I'm in Canada, but Vancouver is not what people imagine Canada to be. It is, like, yuppie central. People wear, like, people wear, like, Lululemon everywhere all the time. Um, and this, like, like... Oversized jeans, like, like huge, hairy chest, bursting out of a plaid shirt, man, like a rise in the woods. And um, we fucked each other against
0: the tree. Wow.
1: Overlooking downtown Vancouver.
0: Was it good?
1: It was great.
0: Love. I love that. I
1: wrote, like, a sonnet about it. Wow. When I got <laughs> um, Wow. Yeah, that's my Louis, my Louis. I still call him my Louis.
0: Oh, do you? Do you, you, like, talk to him still?
1: No, I do not have his phone number. I do not have his social media. Like, he could not exist. Like, I could have made this up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, genuinely, like, I remember thinking that was really weird. Because it was, like, actually, I think, one of the best sexual experiences I've had in my life. Like, overall, I think cruising... I wanted to do it because it's like kind of like a gay legacy and it's like a, I don't know, it's just kind of felt fun and something exciting to do. Kind of not really into it as an experience, like overall, but that one particular experience, this Louis man, honey, 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 yeah, I mean, I'd sleep with him again, but like that was another strange thing is like he walked away and I thought I'm never going to see him ever again. Like what's the chance I'm going to run
0: into mm. him in
1: Vancouver? Millions of people.
0: Well do you know what? Maybe Josh, one day you might bump into him. You might.
1: <laughs> no and you know what though? I don't I don't think I I don't think I will. I don't think I want to really.
0: Mm.
1: I think it's like much hotter that it was just that and it's Yeah. I think I'd be quite disappointed. I think if I, I like run into him in a coffee shop, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, we should go for sushi," and like over sushi, I'd realize how utterly dull he was.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and
1: like, <laughs> like it was literally just like I was like, "It can't exist." I was like, "I've honestly been down every avenue with Louis. Like, I've had many a daydream about it. Yeah, but I've come to the conclusion that like it is like it was what it was.
0: Yeah, it is what it is.
1: <laughs> it is what it is, honey."
0: Yeah. Okay, last question. Yes. Um how do you get over post sex regret?
1: <sighs> call your best friend.
0: One hundred percent.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um
2: call well, call someone or
1: or hang out with, you know, to call them. I swear, actually, because it's corona, call them, don't hang out with them. But, yeah. anyway. um, but, like, what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, if it's a serious situation and you feel really, like, a sort of genuine upset or feel, like, uh, violated or or uh, your boundaries are pushed too much, like, like you know, take power in that situation in, in whatever way you can. Um, but, if it was just kind of like an encounter that left you feeling a bit like meh, then I think you just have to sort of take it as it is. Yeah. It's the gamble.
0: But it also if it is what it is and you kind of had a good time, you know, whatever, just fucking own it. Because yeah. I feel like every time that you have sex with someone, it it's character building. Um in a sense like you know i've i've had sex with people in london and i've thought what the fuck have i done you know i've every place that i've what? yeah but every place that i've worked at i have slept with someone that i work with and i think you have without fail yeah with, with, <laughs> yeah but come on it's hospitality you're going to right um yeah no, for sure. but i always think fuck it like i I cry with laughter the next day because I'm like I can't believe you've just done that. That's hilarious. <laughs> you've, you just laugh about it. Laugh about it. I think that's that's all I can say. Is just laugh. I like channel it. Channel
1: it into something. I mean, I I write songs and poems and like half of them are me just like processing a bad hookup.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So just like I don't know, turn it into something, take ownership of it and like write a story about it. Like write a short story about it, publish it and air them out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Fucking wrap them out. (laughs) (laughs) Write it in your sonnet, babes. Come on, do it. (laughs) (sighs)
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Well, this is the ending. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening in and thank you for your questions. It means the world. And I will see you next time. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye. (laughs)